Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Walthour. tuned in tonight with Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and we're so grateful to have you uh, tune in with us tonight on GMAP One Broadcasting Network. Uh, this is indeed the day the Lord has made, and we are grateful for another opportunity to come and to share uh, on this broadcast, uh, Suffering in Silence. Uh, the Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression. And I'm your host once again, uh, Pastor Walltower. Uh, Dr. Walltower, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> I thought we lost you. No, I'm here, Doc. I hear the rebroadcast. Dr. Thomas, are you here? I'm doing I'm right here, Doc. I'm right okay, here, Doc. Hello? Yes, yes. Good evening. This is Pastor Walter. We had some technical difficulties here. I'm back. I'm here with uh, my friend from another uh, brother, uh, Dr. Kevin Strouder, Chicago, Illinois. And tonight, our host, uh, yours truly, and our very special guest is the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas uh, of Miami, Florida. Dr. Thomas, are you there? We're here tonight. Good evening. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? We're doing well, my brother. How about you? Man, good to have you on tonight. Kevin, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, man. God bless you, sir. God bless you, man. Listen, I want to give a shout-out to our, our our broadcasting family, to the GMAP1 Broadcasting Network. Uh, this is your host, uh, Dr. Larry Walthour. This is Suffering in Silence, and we're so grateful to have uh, our producer, the great leader for this uh, network, uh, Pastor Kevin Strouder, from Chicago, Doc, would you you like to say anything to the to the audience before we get started, Kevin? You know, I, I I'm just grateful, man, that uh, uh, that you're on board doing this awesome program uh, with this uh, with this great man of God. I'm just excited to hear what it is that you all will be sharing. I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners from all over the world that continue, no matter what, to show their love, care, concern, and support. Uh, to this global media ministry. Thank you all so much. God bless you. And back over to you, Dr. Larry Walltower. Thanks, Kevin. And for those who are in uh, listening range, uh, please make sure that you support this network. Uh, it is doing a powerful work for the kingdom. Uh, go to gmap1.com. Uh, Tonight, uh, we got a very special guest. Uh, this, this, this is my uh, my my college uh, roommate, uh, we, we go back so many years, almost 40 years of our lives. Uh, God has allowed us to uh, share. Uh, he's seen me at my worst. I've seen him at his worst. I've seen him at his best. Uh, uh, this is my brother, literally from another mother. Uh, he is the great pastor of the St. Mary's Westland Methodist Church in Miami, Florida. Uh, my friend, my brother, the Reverend Dr. Uh, Dwayne Thomas. Uh, Reverend Thomas, Dwayne, man, uh, say hello to the audience. Hey, good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's having a blessed day, and we hope that God uh, inspires you today and hopefully give you something uplifting that can be beneficial to you in your lives. And so we're just grateful to God for the opportunity. Well, Doc, you know, this, this platform is talking about suffering in silence, uh, overcoming depression and dealing with suicide, and so many 
perils that uh, we as pulpiteers, we, we face uh, not only as pulpiteers, but as parents, uh, as pastors, as people. And, of course, uh, it comes on the eve of, the, of our book, uh, Suffering in Silence. Uh, this, this broadcast is an outgrowth of that. And uh, so tonight we're just going to talk about, man, life and some of the challenges that we've had in ministry. Uh, Doc, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Dwayne. How long have you been pastoring? How long have you been preaching? Uh, I, I know you've been preaching a long time, man. <laughs> yes, my brother. I've been I've been preaching. <laughs> I can tell my age. Oh my God, man! I've been I've been preaching now for thirty two years. Reverend, when uh, I I'm met you, third. you was preaching. <laughs> yes, yes. Just started preaching, man. Uh, yeah, third third generation. My grandfather was a pastor. My father was a pastor. You know, so we grew up in a house filled with preachers and pastors, man. And and so uh, we just thank God. Yes, sir. Thank God. I hate you. You guys know my age. I want to say I'm 32 years old. <laughs> Don't do it, Doc. Don't do it. Don't, Don't do, do it, it man. Yes, Listen, sir. man, I, I know, Doc, you know, I know uh, we, we, we got close in college, man, and uh, God just allowed our almost like a David-Jonathan connection. And, of course, uh, your dad was a pastor. Uh, pastor of the great St. Paul Baptist Church in Delray Beach at the time that I met you, um, you were uh, under his tutelage, man. Uh, uh, talk about it, uh, being a, a preacher's preacher's kid, man. What, what was that like? I know you had a lot of expectations and demands, being the pastors, and, and then and then mom, uh, your mom, I call her mom. She was the uh, church musician. She was the she was the organist. She played the organ and the piano for pops. So, uh, Doc, talk about. You know, growing up in uh, under under dad, man, and and the demands and the pressure, just uh, what that what that brought. Well, I, I was blessed that my dad, being uh, a pretty transparent and understanding type pastor, uh, he was really um, not as strict as most pastors' kids grew up under, but I was privileged um, to be up that kind of type of leadership, but. That being said, you always have people who have their expectations for children. And the truth was is that I did the same as other children had done, but unfortunately there's a different level of expectation for us. So if I dance, you're not supposed to dance because you're the pastor's kid. Um, if I listen to Luther Vandross, um, there's a problem. I'm, I'm going to hell. But their kids can listen to Luther Vandross. So, um, I, <laughs> my father, on one hand, refused to allow that pressure to be upon me, even though we felt it anyway. But uh, but we just thank God, yeah, man. It was it was it was tough. At the same time, it was beautiful. I got a chance to see uh, the beauty of of, of weddings and ch- children being born, and then of course the hardships and the, the tears of people, uh, many people who have gone on to glory and to see him exercise his gift of preaching and praying. Uh, to help those who were in those situations. So, yeah, we thank God for it. <clears throat> now, I know you from Delray Beach, man, and when we met in college, Doc, we were we were uh, uh, <laughs> we were on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of preachers, man. <laughs> who would have thought we would have became best friends, man? We. We 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 really didn't see eye to eye on doctrinal issues, Reverend. You thought I was going to hell, Reverend. I thought you was going to hell, Reverend. I... <laughs> oh man, Doc. And and through yes, through 
allowed us to really develop a great, great relationship, man. You've been to my house. I've been to your house. Um, and, and, and I know being an assistant pastor under Pops, um, I know you was uh, at one time positioned to to pastor that church, and and I know that was a that was a a season of of of, of trouble and trial and tribulation for you. Uh, talk about man uh, going through, and I, I was there with you, man, um, being positioned uh, to to assume a a position that you had been groomed for, and uh, things just didn't turn out the way that we thought it was going to go, man. Uh, talk about that, man, and. Uh, I know that was a very depressing time for you, and and uh, and we went through that that season together, man. But uh, there may be somebody listening out there, Doc, that's dealing with some spiritual letdowns. And uh, and how, how did you how did you handle that? Uh, you know, looking back, one of the, it, it probably was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I can still feel the daggers in my back as a result of uh, that whole thing, because again, just like you said, my dad had wanted me to take over the leadership and the pastorship of the church. And as many people know, in most churches, but, you know, in uh, particularly in the Baptist church, uh, oftentimes things don't go as planned. And so I remember the, in the meeting that we stood up, my dad stood up and asked that they would recommend uh, his son to be the next pastor of the church. And then my dad's good friend, who was at the time, he's not going on to glory. He stood up and said, we don't want your son. Wow. And that that really ripped wow. me. And so I rem- I remember that night, uh, wow. in all the years that I've been preaching and doing working in the church, I remember walking in the rain, asking God why 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 is this happening to me? And 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 unfortunately, I should say, and fortunately, He did not answer. Um, and so as a result, that uh, I remember leaving there, end up going to through that process with tears in my eyes, and my dad being depressed by that whole process having to encourage him because yeah. it didn't go the way that he thought because, you know, he was, you know, really disappointed to let him know that dad is going to be okay, that it's, it's in God's hands and that God is going to make a way. That's what I told him, but I really didn't believe it on the inside. Wow. Um, so wow. I, I had the, I had the mask on, but in my heart, I was troubled. There was so much turbulence. And so there God blessed me to be over at the Antioch church with, with, uh, with, uh, uh, Pastor Jackson, Jackson and, and yeah, yeah, just uh, just allowed me to 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 just kind of lay out before the Lord, and and in that man, you know, the Lord has taught me, man. Sometimes the best thing that can happen to you is to be wounded, because we find that sometimes it's through your wounds that the greatest healing can occur through your life. That My God, God can bring back, yeah, God can God can bring you back from anything, and He has tremendously uh, blessed me, and so we thank God for it. Yeah, man, I remember those times. And you, you talked about, uh, I know you wasn't pastoring at that time. Um, and so uh, the, the, the battle with depression is not just a pulpit issue. It's, it's a personal issue, man. Uh, every man, woman, boy, and girl uh, will have that, that battle, man, with depression um, and, and thoughts of suicide and, and feeling inadequate. And you talked about wearing the mask. And then you mentioned that uh, you told Pops, one thing, but deep down inside, you really didn't believe it. Doc, what would you say to somebody who's who's there right now, uh, talking to God or talking to somebody else um, about the God that they're encouraging somebody else about, but yet not believing themselves? What, what, what would you say to that believer, that, that person that might be at that crossroad right now? 
you know, that that whole process, the Lord was preaching to me, speaking to me, as, and I would say to others right now, is there was one simple word that he just gave me was trust me. Wow. And and, and oftentimes what we do is we, we, we base our Christian walk based on our parents' experience. And God was teaching me, and he's teaching us now that as we go through, that we must learn to be transparent with him and to be able to be to understand that it is through our inadequacy that God gets the glory. It, it is through our weakness. As he tells Paul, Paul says, uh, uh, Lord, I need you to remove this thorn. He says, my, my, my grace is sufficient. For when you are weak, my Talk strength that. is made perfect. Talk and that. so it is, you, you are, if you are going through at this time, it is fertile ground for God to use you. God is setting you up. Uh, um, it, it, it may not be when, it, when scripture says weeping may endure for a night And joy is coming uh, he, he literally means that And Now your night might be six months It might be a year But you've got you to gotta have an expectation Beyond your present condition uh, To know that God is move, he's going to move you He's going to move you He's going to shift you To where he wants you to be Wow Wow. For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and tonight we have uh, with us from the great city of Miami, Florida, the senior pastor of the St. Mary's Wesley Methodist Church, uh, the Reverend Dr. Uh, Dwayne Thomas. Uh, he's my brother from his mother. Uh, we go back many, many years, and he is our guest on tonight. Uh, for those who may be interested, this broadcast is a backdrop of uh, a book that we wrote entitled Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression. Uh, you can order that book on Amazon. Go to Amazon in the search menu. Just put in my name, Dr. Larry Walthour, or type in Suffering in Silence. It will take you to the Amazon page, and you can purchase it or you can get it uh, directly to your mobile device, or you can order it uh, online. You can also go to the uh, website, uh, www.drltwm. Uh, .org. Uh, that is our website. You can order the book there. Go to the bookstore and follow the prompt menus, and it will tell you exactly how to order the book. Or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Dr. Larry uh, T. Walther Ministries. Uh, click the, the blue button, and it will take you to the bookstore on our website, and you can follow the uh, prompts there. Uh, for those who order books uh, through the personal website, we can autograph them for you and get them to you with a personal touch. Again, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Larry Walther, and on with us tonight is my friend, my brother for about 40 years, the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas. Doc, uh, going back to that season, man, you talked about uh, uh, crying in the rain and, man, I, I remember getting the phone call uh, and uh, coming up to Delray, Doc, and we spent some time. We just shared, man, and talked. And, and Doc, I, I, I remember uh, like it was yesterday uh, uh, just going through that process with you. And then uh, uh, when, when I was pastoring uh, and going through some challenges at my church, uh, the church that I was, I was pastoring at the time, and you was there uh, to, to really encourage, man, and just – facilitate that that word of encouragement uh doc how is imp how important is it to have somebody in your life man that can speak life when when you basically come to a lifeless situation oh man it it's it basically is life man you 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 gotta have you you pray that you can at least have one person who who can 
can be a mirror, can tell you the truth at the same time and encourage you. Um, it, it's absolutely crucial. Oftentimes we have friends who uh, will be there for us only during the good times, but, you know, you need somebody who will be there for you <clears throat> through all seasons and and to, to be able to, as you said, to just be able to give you an encouraging word, uh, someone that you can, you can sit there and, and you can cry and, and they won't judge you because you don't you're not that pillar of strength that they thought you were or or they know some imperfections about you and you don't have to worry about them being judged, understanding that all of us are, are broken. And so uh, but yeah, it, it's crucial. It's it's crucial that you have to you have to have someone uh in your life <clears throat> Wow that can be a blessing to you. Hey, amen, Doc and, and man I I just want to publicly thank you for your words of encouragement down through the years. Uh, you haven't just encouraged me, man. You've encouraged so many of those that we kept in contact with from co- college days up until now. And uh, we still have those connections, man. And, uh, Doc, it, it is invaluable. Um, and so, again, Doc, uh, go- going back, and, of course, you know, this, this broadcast is to really talk about uh, that that season of, of sufferings and sorrows in our lives, and and we've talked personally about depression. Doc, how did you handle uh, uh, that that season of depression? And when did you really f- realize that you were depressed? Uh, I think I began to realize I was depressed when I began to isolate myself. Uh, wow. Uh, of, oftentimes we will. Isolate yourself. You know, it's 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 one thing when you are a Christian, a child of God, and you isolate yourself, and you you're listening to Mahalia Jackson or some uh, Richard Smallwood. But to me, man, I was turning on BB King, and and uh, I'm, I'm listening to <laughs> you know, the thrill is gone, Oh yes, really, I go and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm the gladdest night. I'm leaving on the midnight train, Georgia. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely. You know, you cut the lights off. You know, you don't want to have a conversation, conversation with anyone. And so, uh, yeah, that was, that was, it was tough. It, it was tough. It was tough. You, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, primarily at that point of isolation and then I'm frustration and then you start the blame game and you start then you get frustrated with God. You start asking God why, why me? You know, that sort of thing. And so that was a little not a little different, it's a lot different than what I was used to. And so, you know, at that point you kinda of have to look in the mirror and say, you know, there's something wrong here. And uh so you gotta be able to call somebody and call your Doctor Walt hours or Oh man, Doctor Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Doc, I remember, man, when we were in college and we was going through that that cycle, man, when uh, a lot of the preachers that we were in class with and we were uh, laboring laboring alongside was getting called to churches, man. And uh, it seemed like every other week uh, many of those guys were getting called to pastoral assignments. And I remember, you know, uh, we having that conversation, man, what's wrong with us? Um, right. You know, it seemed like, you know, we just wasn't, and we were we 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 were serious about our, our our craft. We were serious about our calling. We were serious about our ministry. I mean, we were young men, and uh, you know, of course, I pledged, and then I remember you pledging, and uh, I think it was Alpha Phi Omega. Uh, at that time, I pledged Phi Beta Sigma. And we 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 had our college experiences, 
Uh, but part of the, the challenges that we, we both endured was, uh, you know, we both started pastoring far, far later in life than many of the ones that was uh, uh, that we had been called with. Of course, now you are the pastor of the St. Mary's Westland Methodist Church and, and doing a great job, man. Got a great assignment, got a great ministry, great people, and God has definitely blessed you with a thriving congregation. Doc, talk a little bit about that transition, man, going from the Baptist faith uh, and, and, and going into the to the Methodist faith and, and how God facilitated uh, that in your life, even when you was going through a season of depression, um, um, on the on the on the dawn of you getting this assignment. Well, you, you know, it, it was it's a situation where oftentimes uh, the Lord had to teach me in the process that uh, that he, there's more than one type of restaurant, if you will. I grew up on soul food, you know, and so every so often, man, you know, you ought to be able to try a little Greek, you know, or try a little bit of, of, of Bahamian food, Jamaican food, you know, and find that, you know, you have to increase your palate level, you know, your, your exposure. And so uh, God had taught me to begin to, you know, interact with other denominations outside the Baptist faith, and the Lord blessed me to be over at the St. Mary's Church where they were an independent Methodist church that that love Baptist preachers. <laughs> and, you know, um, I'm a witness to that, Reverend. Yes, yeah, yeah, man. Oftentimes, the, the former the former pastors that were there before me, outside of the the, the, uh, the history of the church as far as the established Methodist church, uh, they have been. I think three of the oh, yeah three of the four pastors that have before me over the years have been Baptist pastors and uh, Baptist preachers. And so, you know, Lord blessed me to be able to come over there. I try. I, I left there and came back and left there, and the Lord just seemed that he wanted me to hang around, and, and then the Lord called me to the church. And so as the Lord had blessed me, you know, I just simply said, Lord, you know, in this process, you know, I want to, whatever I do, wherever you call me, whether it's Baptist, Methodist, uh, didn't matter. I just want to honor you and to bless you and so and have a mindset to make sure that we honor you and all that we do, to, stay, to stand firmly upon God's word. And so through that whole transition of of the depression and in that growth process, you know, God was teaching me that I have to stand upon his word. You know, oftentimes we grew up with all these great preachers who have these big great abilities that I couldn't I couldn't hoop like Jasper Williams or I could not break it down like the A. Lewis Patterson. I had to be the best that I could be and and, and to be comfortable with that. And so Wow, uh, and, and you know, stay in God's word, man, and, and make wow. that commitment. And God, God opened doors. Doc, that, that's a mighty, that's a mighty insight, man. I think so many times, Doc, we uh, we we can sometimes facilitate facilitate our our own cycles of depression by trying to compete rather than become, yes. becoming comfortable with who we are. And that's not just pull pull for tears. That's that's in any profession. Um, many right. times, you know, this world that we're living in is, is, is so competitive. I mean, it's it's everybody's competing to be the best, to get to the top, to get the most, to make the most money, to get the best recognition, and we become so competitive um, that many times we we miss the value um, of 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 our own uh, individuality by trying to compete with somebody else. And many times we try to become the very people we're competing against. And so uh, that that's a very powerful powerful insight, man. We talk, talk a little bit more about that. Uh, that that's very interesting insight. 
Yeah, I, I remember I was flying back from Los Angeles, and I was on a plane with Dr. A. Lewis Patterson, and I remember sitting next to him, and I said, Doc, I want to preach just like you. And he smiled. He says, thank you. And he simply said to me, but listen, even if you preach like me at your best, you will always be second best to me. Wow. He said, I need you to be the best that you can be. Wow. And from that, from that day to this one, man, I've always, I, I, I use them and be inspired by how they preach, but to understand that, God has given me a style that is mine and unique to me, and my situation is unique to me, and to be able to use that and develop that. And, and that's not just in the good times, it's through my tears, and it's my ability to be transparent, and to be able to lay prostrate on the floor and to simply say, Lord, I am inadequate, and I can't do this without you, and allow God to use you and to, to highlight your ability, man, in a way that, that you couldn't do yourself. And so, yeah, that, that's 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 key. You got to be comfortable in your skin. You I remember growing up, as... man. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes, sir. No, go ahead. I remember on on the college yard, man, Florida Memorial back in the day, uh, man. We we had that midnight uh, that that midnight service, man, and that chapel. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. The rafters. I'm I'm talking about 600 strong, man, praising God to to four o'clock in the morning, and and the preachers that w- that had come through. And uh, I know when I met you, being up on the dad, you had been exposed to some of the greatest theologians uh, and sat uh, under them, Dr. Matt King Carter, uh, the, the, uh, the Dr. Youngblood, um, and, and, and so the A. Lewis Pattersons, the, uh, uh, the, the Ralph West, uh, and so many others that, 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 that you had been uh, privy to. What, what lessons uh, did you learn down through the years from those great giants of our faith who had their own cycles of depression that you had learned from, what what, what lessons were you able to, to to learn that helped you get through, through your, your your dark moments? Uh, I, I think uh, Dr. John Henry Youngblood said it best to me. He asked the question to me, uh, "What is the necessary ingredient to be an effective pastor or to be an effective preacher?" and I simply said, you know, you go to seminary, you got to go to school. He says, no. Uh, so I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, you have to, you know, the Baptist church, if you can sing and, and, and preach, you got, you got, you're a double threat. So you got to be able to sing and hoop them happy. He says, no, son. He said, you got to be grounded. And this is what you have to be grounded in. He says, you have to be grounded in prayer. He says, without prayer, you will not be successful at anything. At best, if you preach without at prayer, you're entertaining. But without wow. but with the spirit of God, Doc, you're not just inspiring. You are speaking life to them. And so um, I've always tried to hold fast to the fact that, that prayer must be the anchor. It, it must be the bookends of, 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 my, of my ministry. And so, you know, that, that, that's key. That's key. Oftentimes we are guilty of it even now in our churches where we are guilty of entertainment. Mm. Mm. We're good for entertainment. And oftentimes our people will leave the same because we are guilty of, 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 I don't hate these words, doping them up to make them happy, not understanding that God is holding us accountable to something more. And so, yeah, that, that's key. I had to begin to shift, and this is why my depression – 
as I have not had the doubt. I'm not saying I don't struggle every so often. But when I began to shift my focus away from how Dwayne Thomas thinks and feels and to begin to shift my focus in terms of what God would have me to do, then I no longer have an expectation of what I believe to be done. I have an expectation for a certain consolation knowing that God is directing me. And so it's just, it's a little different. I don't, I don't know how I can, if I can explain it any better than that, but uh, that's, that's important. Mm-hmm. I, I read an article just today, H.P. Uh, Charles, the pastor of the uh, Shallow Metropolitan Baptist Church in Jacksonville, yes. talked about this very thing. He, he, he said, and I quote, that Christians must refrain from participating in man-centered entertainment masquerading as worship. Yes, and, and 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 so when you talk about what we do, preaching without prayer, um, preparing without prayer, praying without prayer, because sometimes our prayers are just routine words. They're empty words. They're not really prayers. Uh, praising without having a life position in prayer. I thought it was so insightful that you said when we do that, we're entertaining. Um, do, do you think that um, that the, the Church of Jesus Christ today might not be in a position to adequately uh, uh, help people dealing with depression because we, we we have moved from the biblical model of what the church should be? Oh, oh man. You know, the, the I think the issue is, is that as pastors, and I, I have to be as pastors to say this, is that we're not as transparent as we ought to be. I remember, uh, I believe his name was H. Beecher Hicks, and uh, he had a book that was called Preaching Through the Storms. Wow. And he wrote that series of books. He wrote that it's a series of, of sermons that he had written uh, as he was going through some struggles, and he found that it was through his struggles that were the benefit that, that actually benefited his membership more so than either the time of his ministry. And so oftentimes we don't understand, uh, we, we're guilty of administering medicine that we don't take. Wow. You know, yeah, we're, we're, we're guilty of that. And oftentimes uh, we're going to be held at some point when we stand before God, we're going to be guilty of malpractice because we, we will dose it, but we won't take it understanding that it's good for both of us. And we're at our best, again, Doc, we're at our best when we're willing to say, you know, before our people, look, I'm not saying, you know, you you, 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 you know, disclose your infidelities if you have any or whatever, but to simply say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting today. You know, I'm, I'm hurting today. You know, I'm, uh, I have some disappointment in my life, but I believe that God will make a way. And, and people can see through that. I believe that people can see that and, and use that as a catalyst to help push them or help give them some inspiration through the process. Wow. For those who are listening, this is your host, Dr. Larry Walthour. This is Suffering in Silence. Uh, we're with uh, on tonight. Our guest is the senior pastor of the St. Mary's Westland Methodist Church in Miami, Florida, the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas. And we're talking about life. Uh, our experiences over life and our seasons and cycles of depression and the, the different vicissitudes of life that we have had the challenge. And if you're listening uh, out there and you're, 
you're facing depression and you're going through a, a, a bad cycle in your life, listen, uh, you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to go through this alone. Uh, there are people out there that are that are waiting to hear your voice uh, because God has not brought you this far to leave you. Uh, Doc, er, er, uh, every time we have this conversation on on the second half of, of the broadcast, we try to get into the Word of God. And it's ironic that you mentioned uh, uh, Paul's writing to the church of Corinth in chapter number uh, 12 of the second Corinthians, uh, he writes to that uh, that that congregation. He talks about my grace is sufficient, and uh, that's where I want to really talk about tonight. We want to spend some time going into the Word of God, talking about uh, uh, how do we handle, you know, these seasons of of depression, and 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 many of the people that we read about in the Bible uh, struggle with depression. Uh, um, um, Elijah, uh, the great prophet, struggled mm-hmm, with depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah uh, struggled with depression, and even Paul had his days where he just really didn't feel it uh, and had dark days in his life. And so um, as a preacher, as a pastor, as a person, uh, what would you say to that person who's at the point of depression, and, and what value would you give them about the importance of God's Word? Oh, man, it, it, it's, it is the lifeline uh you know my my thing is i i hate buttermilk and sour cream you know i i really do i hate it i hate them individually with a passion um but most people don't understand that when you combine them together uh butter and sour cream you know you, you know, what, what you have with hot wings you have what is it called it's called uh uh, uh, blue cheese, not blue cheese. It's uh ranch. Cottage cheese. Ranch, ranch. dressing. It's called ranch, ranch dressing. Okay. Ranch. Ranch. Blue cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Sour cream and 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 buttermilk creates ranch dressing. Now I fill some wings with some ranch dressing, not understanding that the two components that I hate when they're put together turn out to be something so much better wow. than they were individually. And so wow. that's how I realized that God works with a lot of stuff that we go through. When we trust God <laughs> at his word, it's a faith walk. It's a faith walk, God. And you got to know that, that, that when he says that all things work together, you know, or that, stop, you, you might think, oh, man, I can't take this on one hand, and you're catching the hill on the other hand. But when, he, when it goes into the pot of God's glory and how he wants to work it, man, when he's done with that thing, brother, yeah, man, you'll tear some wings, I'm telling you. Yes, sir, Doc, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, Doc, that, that text is so pertinent to what we're talking about. And for those who might not know the text, uh, this is this is Second Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 9. And he said unto me, this is Paul talking about what God told him after he asked God three times uh, for God to take something. He calls this thing a thorn in the flesh. And Paul's been praying three times, Lord, take this away. And Paul says that God said to me, Christ said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul comes back and says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 
Uh, Doc, you know I, I like to I like to alliterate, man. And when I look at this text, I want you to talk about these three things. I, I, I see three things, man, in this in this pericope that Paul talks about. He talks about uh, Christ's grace. He talks about His gladness, and he talks about God's glory. So, Doc, when you're talking about depression, man, and the grace of Christ, and then how in the midst of our depression, God's grace, Christ's grace produces gladness in us that we might give God the glory through the process. That's that's what Paul is talking about, man. Talk a little bit about God's grace, man, in your own faith walk. Oh, man, listen, the the I had a wonderful teacher. I went to... Uh, and, and all white school, Lutheran school, go go, go figure. Uh, and, and and at the time, I had a teacher by the name of Mr. Riggs, and Mr. Riggs had us to take a test uh, on a subject matter that I had no nothing, no clue uh, about it at all. And in my heart, I'm like, man, I'm going to fail this test. I'm going to fail this test. But he saw me working so hard, and and he saw, and when he graded it. Uh, I got a 65. I'll never forget it. It was a 65 on the test. But he said, you know what, because you worked so hard, and I know you are doing the best you can, and because I love you, I'm going to give you 100. <laughs> I said, why would, you, why would you do that? Why would you do that? He says, I want to give you an example of how God's grace is. My God. <laughs> you know, um, God can take you. You see, that's the thing why people got to be careful about saying I'm inadequate to do a particular task because it is through your inadequacies that God will give you that credit. You know, people look at, at people like Abraham and he says he, he was, he, because he believed God, mm. it was considered unto him as righteousness. He wow. wasn't righteous, but because he believed God, wow, it was, it was considered <laughs> unto him as righteousness. Come that's on, grace, man. come on. Yes, sir, that's great. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. So as a, and as a derivative of that, Doc, you've got to be glad because if God can use a stutterer like Moses, then every now and again, if I can't say it like Dr. Walthour, it's okay. I can tell my story. You know? My God. Uh, yeah, Doc. Yeah, I ought to be able to praise him to know that just because I didn't graduate from Harvard University uh, or, or Ivy League school doesn't mean that God can't use a preacher that came out of a, a black institution. You know, I got it's, his, his, it's his grace, stop. It's his grace. It's his Doc, grace, stop. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. but the, the, the beauty of this text, Dwayne, man, and, and I know we can talk about this because we both had this experience uh, in our own lives uh, as pastors, as, as friends. Uh, man, those, those first five words of that text, and he said to me, Doc, it's nothing like getting a personal word from God. Oh man, Doc. Oh man, man. I, I, oh man, Doc. I, I'm just thinking back on some times we were in school, man. Some of those low moments, Doc, and we would go to chapel, and 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 those preachers that they had coming through at that time, man, uh, seemed like they were just talking right to us, you know. Uh, we go to the Florida General Baptist State Convention and the Congress, man, and listening to those expositors of the text. And many times we would leave there so revived and refreshed and renewed because we had received a personal, a personal word from God, man. Wow. Yeah. 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 
and see, and that's the beauty. That's why I said the best, the best thing that happened to me is when I didn't get the church because it taught me to not trust in my father's plan, mm. but to trust in my father's plan. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, Doc. Say yeah. that again, Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It taught me to not trust in my father's plan, but to trust in my father's plan. My, my heavenly father. Yeah, Doc. Because, because see, it, it is it is the foundation for which you must have in order to have any type of effective ministry, regardless of whatever level you have. I mean, God may not bless me with a maker church, but with the church that I have, I have to use what God has given me to minister to the people that God has blessed me to have. And so wow. he, man, you got to have that walk with him. You got to be able to, to talk with him. You got to be able to have your, your prayer time. You, you can't get up there uh, like that commercial where the guy, uh, Who's, who, who, who's getting ready to prepare to do a root canal. And the man says, you're a doctor? He says, no, but I just sleep at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's not going to help the situation. No, that's not going to help the situation. You've you <laughs> got to have that walk with him. You've got to talk with him. My God. you got to. Yes, sir. No. My, my grace is sufficient. My grace is enough. My, my that's grace. it. My grace. All you need. I'm going to give you all that you need, and all you need to get through this season of depression uh, is is grace. Doc, I, I, I talk a little bit, man, and I, I shared this with you, and I, I you know, uh, uh, suicidal thoughts, man. And I remember when I first told you um, that I had contemplated suicide, man, and the look on your face, man, that you had given me, um, I, I'll never forget it. Um, Going through that 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 time of depression, man, and and just that that low season in my life, uh, Doc, ha- had you ever had come to that place where you just felt like uh, I I don't want to deal with this no more. I'm 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 just ready to call it quits. I I have I have, but not for long. Um, because the the thing is that what God would say to me was is that. If I decide to jump out this window and I'm think I'm going to die, uh, he simply said, I'm not going to let you die. I'm going to just let you preach being paralyzed. <laughs> My God. You know, uh, it, it is it is just because you, you know, and so what, what, I'm like, well, Lord, what are, you, what are you saying to me? You know, he's simply saying you've got to trust me when you can't trace me. And you've got to rely on me even when your strength is failing. Don't think on those things. Think on, Bible talks about whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, what things are. are. He, he taught me, and even now I have to, when, you, when, when, I, when, I, when I'm confronting my feelings, I've learned that when I'm beginning to feel inadequate, to start praising, mm. to simply worship him, to give him, if, if, I, can't, if I can't worship him, if I can't, uh, but I ought to be able to praise him and I ought to thank him for something as simple as being able to uh, to be able to walk, be able to feed myself, to, for my children to be healthy. My wife is doing well. Uh, for him making a way, something to anchor me, to let me know, uh, or, or to keep my mind off of, of of the feeling, because it is only through that doc that 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 his spirit, his presence comes in, man, and 
and and and arrest that that spirit for me. Not saying that I'm I'm exempt again. I'm not exempt from from those feelings. Mm-hmm. But now that I know, I can identify it. And uh, but yeah, we we we've confronted those. We've confronted those many many days. And and and, and Don, it's 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 something that you just said. You said when you feel that that spirit of depression, you begin to worship. You begin to praise. And um, and Paul talks about strength. That so many times uh, we become we come to a place of depression because we we don't have the strength to go on anymore. You know, we've been right. in the valley so long. We we've been in the storm so long. We've been in this 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 perpetual cycle. Of, of of confusion for so long, and and we we are, we become strengthless, and and Paul says that Christ says that uh, in us when we are weak, he's at his best. Yeah. Um, and you talked about praising, and in the book of Isaiah uh, uh, sixty one and three, I believe it is, God says, I'm going to give you the the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so yes. and so God identifies heaviness and that word is translated literally uh depression as a spirit. It is it is a spirit of oppression. It is a spirit of, of, of over, overwhelming anxiety that drains you of your strength to the to the point where you feel like you can't go any further. And 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 for those who are listening to to us tonight, if you're dealing with uh, thoughts of suicide, listen, uh, I can I can talk about it. Uh, Reverend Thomas just talked about it. That's something that we all we all struggle, we all face. I remember when I faced it. It wasn't that I wanted to die. I really didn't want to live in the pain that I was in. Uh, right. I was tired of the pain. Uh, uh, I really didn't want to die. I didn't want to live in the pain. And 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 so. And so it is a spirit. It, it is a spiritual attack, and we want to speak life into you tonight uh, in this broadcast. That if you're at a point of despair, uh, Paul says tonight that 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 God's grace, that God has grace, His grace is is more than enough than you need. And then Paul moves from grace to gladness. Doc, I remember when you got called mm-hmm. to St. Mary, and uh, man, you lit up like a Christmas tree, Doc. And I, I saw the old Dwayne. That I that I had seen in college, um, because you, you you had gone through so much, man. Uh, I had been pastoring um, for for quite some time, and uh, you know uh, shared with you some pastoral things, and then of course you finally got your assignment, man, and you just lit up like a Christmas tree, and and Doc, talk a little bit about the gladness. Uh, that that you that you that you are at now you're in a place of gladness. But before 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 you answer that, uh, I want I want to bring Kevin in. Kevin, if you're still uh, uh, on, I know you've been listening, man. I know you you always have a, a word of, of wisdom. Uh, Doc, anything you'd like to share with us, man, Kevin? I, I want you to know, uh, Doctor Waltower, uh, that I am I'm sitting here in tears. Okay, and because some of the things that uh, have been said uh, by your special guest on tonight, I have experienced. And I used to always tell people, I can't sing like T.D. Jakes or or Smokey Norfolk. I I can't preach like T.D. Jakes. I I can't do these things. But Mm. does, does that mean I'm not supposed to do them? 
and wow. and 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 and, and I'm, I, I kid you not, I'm sitting here literally, I had to go wipe tears from my eyes because I don't tell people that I can relate to something unless I've been there. Wow. I, 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 I've had people tell me, you preach in the pulpit with blue jeans and tennis shoes, that's not God. Then I, I've hmm. had others tell me, well, you don't have fancy shoes or you don't preach like so-and-so or I don't see that, that's not God. But then I would always come back and say, but what about the ones that I'm reaching whose yeah, lives God. are changing and God is getting mm -hmm. the glory? And, and am wow. I supposed, oh my God, am I supposed to stop because mm. you say stop? Or am mm. I supposed to continue and reach the ones that God has ordained me to reach? Oh my God, go. you wow. know what, I'm getting out of here. Oh Let's, my God, I'm, yes sir. Oh my God. Wow. Now, I'm mm. sitting here in tears because I have been able to relate to focusing on not your father, but your father, oh my God, that was powerful. Yes, sir. And I can relate yeah, that, that to that. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. So I, I, I just wanted to dig deep because I, 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 I've, I've experienced over the last week of willing to want to throw my hands up. Mm. I've experienced over the last week of saying this is not working for me. I give up. And when you throw your mm. hands up, you all know that's a sign of surrenderance. Surrender. Yes, sir. Yes. So if you're going to surrender to something, you're going to either surrender to the enemy or you're going to surrender mm. to God. One or the yes, other. Sir. I, 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 wow. My hands were raised high and said, you know what? This God thing is not working for me. Because mm. the more I try the more I get beat down. So, wow. so, wow. Uh, man, I, I wish we had a, another hour, but I'm going to let you uh -huh. all continue. Uh, uh, We're going to ride this out, Kevin. You, you stay right where you are. We're going to make this uh, a, a conversation, man, because, uh, man, iron sharpens iron. Uh, for those who are listening tonight, uh, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host. Uh, Pastor Walthour, uh, we have with us tonight our very special guest, the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas, Senior Pastor of the uh, St. Mary's Westland Church uh, in Miami, Florida. And we have also on with us tonight uh, our, our dear friend, I call him my second brother from another mother, uh, Kevin Strouder. Kevin, you just brought some, 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 some perspective to what Reverend Thomas has been talking about. And I know we talked about the grace of God and and the gladness of God but 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 Kevin you talked about do I stop doing what I'm doing at the expense of not reaching the ones that I'm reaching who in turn give God the glory mm. and in the text tonight uh Paul talks about I I I will much rather glory in my infirmities yeah. that even mm -hmm. in the midst of me being beaten down and 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 giving up and and all these other things that's going on some way, somehow, I've got to believe God is getting the glory. And so, and so, and so, so, Reverend Thomas, uh, uh, Kevin, please don't 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 leave. Uh, stick it out with us. We got another nine minutes, so 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 stay right where you are. Doc, uh, uh, you just heard what Kevin said about what you said, man, and how you mm -hmm. touched him, man. Doc, what would you like to say to Kevin? 
Oh man, listen, it, it's it's you know the the old timers. I, I was blessed. My father was much older than than most of my friends' father, and he was an old school preacher. And he used to sing this song, "A Charge to Keep I Have." Oh God, a God to glorify. Yes, sir. And 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 he it, it is our mandate. You see, the thing is that, and we're all guilty of it. I've been guilty of looking for the praise of people and looking for their approval. When the truth is, God is saying they're not the ones who's blessing you. And so I want you to stay strong in him and to be encouraged, my brother. Just, the, the truth is, because you're getting opposition lets you know that you're on the right, path, on the right track. Mm. Because wow. nothing that God ever does, particularly when it comes to him uh, saving people and, and doing things great in, in, in people's lives, that you ever rarely run up against opposition. Mm. Matter of fact, if you don't have any opposition, I'm kind of concerned. I mean, I mean, Jesus had opposition. Moses, opposition. Jeremiah, opposition. You can go throughout from Genesis yeah. to Revelation. Yeah. Only until, only until when Jesus, when they crowned him King of Kings and Lord of Lords, opposition, all that stopped. Um, but yeah, man, you stay, stay encouraged, man. You continue to preach in blue jeans. Amen. Continue, yeah, man. Continue to continue to do that, man. Continue to reach the ones because that's who the Lord is trying to reach. Yeah. They're the Doc. ones that he's trying to get hold of. Yes, sir. Man, uh, Doc, uh, Kevin, man, you just opened a whole nother conversation. I, I just want to, I just want to throw this in to both of you, man. Um, in this text, in, in the Greek, uh, Paul uses one word in the Greek for two words in the English, and that word is strength and power. Both mm. words, strength and power, is used by Paul with the Greek word dunamis. And mm-hmm. dunamis means the power to get something started. It's it's, it's literally dynamite. And right. and and Paul says that the dynamite of 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 Christ rests on me because his strength was given to me through weakness. And so mm-hmm. and so to Kevin, I want you to I want you to know that the dynamite is available, mm. and and man, yeah. you're a lot stronger than what you think you are, and and you got a lot of people, uh, Doc, that's 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 standing with you and standing by you, and to Reverend Thomas, man, I I just want you to know, man, Doc, you have you have set off some dynamite tonight, uh, and I'm sure the I'm same sure. way you reached Kevin, you reached me, man. I'm sure there's somebody else out there in listening land that is that is that is definitely being helped. Uh, Kevin, man, we got about five minutes. I want you to chime back in this. Amen. Amen. And uh, I, I, I first and foremost want to say I appreciate um, both of you. Um, I, I, I really wish that I could go into detail, and I believe I'm going to have that opportunity. But it's amazing because the reason that I really wanted to dive in so spontaneously is because of the term suffering in silence. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was dealing with it, but I wasn't mm. saying anything about it. My God. Mm. I, I, I was dealing with it, and I was being hush-mouthed, trying to mm. convince the world that everything is okay. Mm. So I looked at the term suffering in silence 
And while your guest was speaking on tonight, I said I can't go on doing mm. this and not saying anything because it's I not going to be God that's getting the glory behind what I'm saying because it's not being presented by God. My God. It was being presented wow. by me just to go through the motions like many of us do day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. If you're going to look down on me, extend your hand and help me up. That's it. Okay. Now. That's it. Don't. That's it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's it, man. Mm. And, and, and that's mm. why that's why we can't afford to suffer in silence, you know, because we overcome by the words of our testimony. That's where the breakthrough mm -hmm. is, man. I did mm -hmm. not come out of my depression mm -hmm. until I began to open my mouth and say something. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you, man, and, and, and you know what? It, 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 it's, it's scary for me to share this publicly sometimes. But within the last seven days of my natural life, at one point or another, I could honestly say, I wish my time was up. My God. Yeah. At one point there, over the last I've seven days of my life, I honestly can say, I wish my time was up. And, I, and, 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 and I'm recording this so you can rewind the tape and press play. <laughs> wow. wow. But I'm telling the truth because I believe the truth needs to be told. And, yeah. and, and it's people that will go to church every week consistently. They will be the first ones to raise their hands and say, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Y'all know where I'm going. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Those are the same ones that's going to ball their fist and try to beat you down as much and as often as they can when they leave out that church from fronting. Wow. 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 It's those yeah. people. Now, yeah. I went from being a hero to a zero within 24 hours yeah. by trying to do the right yeah. thing. And it, 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 it got to me. For once in my life, it began to disturb me. And then at one point, I didn't even want to get up and allow this to go forth. I backed up and lied in the bed. I laid in the bed all day and said, I wish my time was up. And I quote, I was suffering in silence. Can I say this before you go, Doc? I, I need it. Yes, sir. There, always remember as we go forward, there are, in preaching, we got to understand, there are good things and then there are God things. Wow. Good things, people will pat you on the back for. God things, people will reject you for oftentimes. Mm. And so we've got to have I a got, mindset. Mm. Continue to do what you're doing because Listen, there's a book called The Wounded Healer. It is a requirement in order for you mm. to be a qualified healer mm. is to be broken. Amen. And so you're on the – and listen, I, I know, you know, for us it's hard but to know that God is using you right now, brother. So you stay encouraged, man. If we have more time, I wish we had another hour. 
Because, man, we could spend all day on that right there. Man, God. This, oh, has my been, God. this has been rich. This has been rich, man. Yeah. This has been a rich and robust conversation. It has For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Larry Walthour. Uh, we, are, we, we just had a breakthrough moment. We're here on the phone with uh, our friend, our guest on tonight, the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas, Senior Pastor of the St. Mary's Wesley Methodist Church, and also uh, our executive producer and the owner of this great uh, network, uh, Kevin uh, Strouder, uh, founder CEO of the GMAP One uh, Broadcasting Network. Listen, before we close out with our final comments from uh, Pastor Thomas and Pastor Strouder, uh, I want to encourage you in the Lord uh, that if you've been listening tonight and you've been suffering in silence, you don't have to suffer in silence. Uh, your breakthrough is in your mouth. Open your mouth. Share your story because uh, you cannot have a testimony without a test. For those who might be interested in the book, you can get it from three ways. Uh, you can go to Amazon, type in uh, Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Overcoming... Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Walthour tuned in tonight with Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthour, and we're so grateful to have you uh, tune in with us tonight on the GMAP One Broadcasting Network. Uh, this is indeed the day the Lord has made, and we are grateful for another opportunity to come and to share uh, on this broadcast, uh, Suffering in Silence. Uh, the Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression. And I'm your host once again, uh, Pastor Walltower. Uh, Dr. Walltower, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> I thought we lost you. No, I'm here, Doc. I hear the rebroadcast. Dr. Thomas, are you here? I'm new. I'm right here, Doc. I'm right okay, here, Doc. Hello? Yes, yes. Good evening. This is Pastor Walter. We have some technical difficulties here. I'm back. I'm here with uh, my friend from another uh, brother, uh, Dr. Kevin Strouder, Chicago, Illinois. And tonight, our host, uh, yours truly, and our very special guest is the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas uh, of Miami, Florida. Dr. Thomas, are you there? We're here tonight. Good evening. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? We're doing well, my brother. How about you? Man, good to have you on tonight. Kevin, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, man. God bless you, sir. 
God bless you, man. Listen, want to give a shout out to our, our our broadcasting family, to the GMAP One Broadcasting Network. Uh, this is your host, uh, Dr. Larry Walthour. This is Suffering in Silence, and we're so grateful to have uh, our producer, the great leader for this uh, network, uh, Pastor Kevin Strouder from Chicago. Doc, would you you like to say anything to the to the audience before we get started, Kevin? You know, I, I I'm just grateful, man, that uh, uh, that you're on board doing this awesome program. Uh, with this uh, with this great man of God. I'm just excited to hear what it is that you all will be sharing. I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners from all over the world that continue, no matter what, to show their love, care, concern, and support uh, to this global media ministry. Thank you all so much. God bless you. And back over to you, Dr. Larry Walltower. Thanks, Kevin. And for those who are in uh, listening range, uh, please make sure that you support this network. Uh, it is doing a powerful work for the kingdom. Uh, go to gmap1.com. Uh, Tonight, uh, we got a very special guest. Uh, this, this, this is my uh, my my college uh, roommate. Uh, we we go back so many years, almost 40 years of our lives. Uh, God has allowed us to uh, share. Uh, he's seen me at my worst. I've seen him at his worst. I've seen him at his best. Uh, this is my brother, literally from another mother. Uh, he is the great pastor of the St. Mary's Westland Methodist Church in Miami, Florida. Uh, my friend, my brother, the Reverend Dr. Uh, Dwayne Thomas. Uh, Reverend Thomas, Dwayne, man, uh, say hello to the audience. Hey, good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's having a blessed day, and we hope that God uh, inspires you today and hopefully give you something uplifting that can be beneficial to you and your lives. And so we're just grateful to God for the opportunity. Well, Doc, you know, this this platform is talking about suffering in silence, uh, overcoming depression and dealing with suicide and so many perils that uh, we as pulpiteers, we, we face uh, not only as pulpiteers, but as parents, uh, as pastors, as people. And, of course, uh, it comes on the eve of, the, of our book, uh, Suffering in Silence. Uh, this, this broadcast is an outgrowth of that. And uh, so tonight we're just going to talk about, man, life and some of the challenges that we've had in ministry. Uh, Doc, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Dwayne. How long have you been pastoring? How long have you been preaching? Uh, I, I know you've been preaching a long time, man. <laughs> yes, my brother. I've been, I've been preaching. <laughs> I can tell my age. Oh my God, man! I've been I've been preaching now for 32 years. Reverend, when I I'm met you, you was preaching. <laughs> yes, yes, just started preaching, man. Uh, yeah, third third generation. My grandfather was a pastor. My father was a pastor. You know, so we grew up in a house filled with preachers and pastors, man, and and so uh, we just thank God. Yes, sir. Thank God. I hate you. You guys know my age. I want to say I'm 32 years old. <laughs> don't do it, Doc. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it, it man. Yeah, Listen, sure. man. I I know, Doc. You know, I know. Uh, we 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 got close in college, man, and uh, God just allowed our almost like a David Jonathan connection. And of course, uh, your dad was a pastor, uh, pastor of the great St. Paul Baptist Church in Delray Beach. At the time that I met you, um, you were. Um, under his tutelage, man. Uh, uh, talk about it. Uh, being a, a preacher's preacher's kid, man. What what was that like? I know you had a lot of um, expectations and demands. Uh, being the pastors, and, and then and then mom, uh, your mom, I call her mom. She was the uh, church musician. She was the she was the organist. She played the organ and the piano for pops. So, uh, doc, talk about 
you know, growing up in uh, under under dad, man, and and the demands and the pressure, just uh, what that what that brought. Well, I, I was blessed that my dad, being uh, a pretty transparent and understanding type pastor, uh, he was really um, not as strict as most pastors' kids grew up under. But I was privileged um, to be up to that kind of type of leadership. But that being said, you always have people who have their expectations for children. And the truth was is that I did the same as other children had done, but Unfortunately, there's a different level of expectation for us. So if I dance, you're not supposed to dance because you're the pastor's kid. Um, if I listen to Luther Vandross, um, <laughs> the problem, I'm, I'm going to hell. But their kids can listen to Luther Vandross. So, um, my, my, my father, on one hand, refused to allow that pressure to be upon me, even though we felt it anyway. But, uh, but we just thank God, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was tough. At the same time, it was beautiful. I got a chance to see uh, the beauty of, of, of weddings and ch- children being born and then, of course, the hardships and the, the tears of people, uh, many people who have gone on to glory and to see him exercise his gift of preaching and praying uh, to help those who were in those situations. So, yeah, we thank God for it. <clears throat> Now I know you from Delray Beach, man. And when we met in college, Doc, we were we were uh, uh, we were on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of preachers, man. <laughs> Who would have thought we would have became best friends, man? We 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 really didn't see eye to eye on doctrinal issues, Reverend. You thought I was going to hell, Reverend. I thought you was going to hell, Reverend. I... <laughs> Why? Why? Why is this happening to me? And 
and and unfortunately, I should say, unfortunately, he did not answer. Um, and so as a result, that uh, I remember leaving there, ended up going to through that process with tears in my eyes and my dad being depressed by that whole process, having to encourage him because yeah. it didn't go the way that he thought because, you know, he was, you know, really disappointed to let him know that dad is going to be okay, that it's in God's hands and that God is going to make a way. That's what I told him, but I really didn't believe it on the inside. Wow. Uh, so wow. I, I had the, I had the mask on, but in my heart, I was troubled. There was so much turbulence. And so there God blessed me to be over at the Antioch church with, with, uh, with, uh, uh, Pastor Jackson, Jackson and the, yeah, yeah, just uh, just allowed me to 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 just kind of lay out before the Lord, and and in that man, you know, the Lord has taught me, man. Sometimes the best thing that can happen to you is to be wounded, because we find that sometimes it's through your wounds that the greatest healing can occur through your life. That God, God can bring back, yeah, God can God can bring you back from anything, and He has tremendously uh, blessed me, and so we thank God for it. Yeah, man, Doc, I remember those times. And you, you talked about, uh, I, I know you wasn't pastoring at that time. Um, and so uh, the, the, the the battle with depression is not just a pulpit issue. It's it's a personal issue, man. Uh, every man, woman, boy, and girl uh, will have that, that battle, man, with depression um, and, and thoughts of suicide and, and feeling inadequate. And you talked about wearing the mask. And then you mentioned that uh, you told Pops, one thing, but deep down inside, you really didn't believe it. Doc, what would you say to somebody who's who's there right now, uh, talking to God or uh, talking to somebody else um, about the God that they're encouraging somebody else about, but yet not believing themselves? Uh, what, what what would you say to that believer, that that person that might be at that crossroad right now? You know that that whole process, the Lord was preaching to me, speaking to me, as and I would say to others right now is. It was one simple word that he just gave me was trust me. Wow. And 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 oftentimes what we do is we 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 base our Christian walk based on our parents' experience. And God was teaching me, and He's teaching us now that as we go through, that we must learn to be transparent with Him and to be able to be to understand that it is through our inadequacy that God gets the glory. It, it is through our weakness, as he tells Paul. Paul says, I, uh, uh, "Lord, I need you to remove this thorn." He says, "My, my, my grace is sufficient. For when you are weak, my Talk strength that. is made perfect." Talk and that. so it is. You, you are. If you are going through at this time, it is fertile ground for God to use you. God is setting you up. Uh, um, it, it, it may not be when, it, when Scripture says, "Weeping may endure for a night, and joy is coming." Uh, he, he literally means that. And now your night might be six months, it might be a year, but you gotta you gotta have an expectation beyond your present condition uh, to know that God is move, He's going to move you. He's going to move you. He's going to shift you to where He wants you to be. Wow. Wow. For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter, and tonight we have. Uh, with us from the great city of Miami, Florida, the senior pastor of the St. Mary's Wesley Methodist Church, uh, the Reverend Dr. Uh, Dwayne Thomas. Uh, he's my brother from his mother. 
Uh, we go back many, many years, and he is our guest on tonight. Uh, for those who may be interested, this broadcast is a backdrop of uh, a book that we wrote entitled Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Overcoming Fulbit Depression. Uh, you can order that book on Amazon. Go to Amazon in the search menu. Just put in my name, Dr. Larry Walthour, or type in Suffering in Silence. It will take you to the Amazon page, and you can purchase it or you can get it uh, directly to your mobile device, or you can order it uh, online. You can also go to the uh, website, uh, www.drltwm.org. Uh, that is our website. You can order the book there. Go to the bookstore and follow the prompt menus, and it will tell you exactly how to order the book. Or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Dr. Larry uh, T. Walther Ministries. Uh, click the, the blue button, and it will take you to the bookstore on our website, and you can follow the uh, prompts there. Uh, for those who order books uh, through the personal website, we can autograph them for you and get them to you with a personal touch. Again, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Larry Walthar, and on with us tonight is my friend, my brother for about 40 years, the Reverend Dr. Dwayne Thomas. Doc, uh, going back to that season, man, you talked about uh, uh, crying in the rain and, man, I, I remember getting the phone call uh, and uh, coming up to Delray, Doc, and we spent some time. We just shared, man, and talked. And, and Doc, I, I, I remember uh, like it was yesterday uh, uh, just going through that process with you. And then uh, uh, when, when I was pastoring uh, and going through some challenges at my church, uh, the church that I was, I was pastoring at the time, and you was there uh, to, to really encourage, man, and just – facilitate that that word of encouragement uh doc how is imp how important is it to have somebody in your life man that can speak life when when you basically come to a lifeless situation oh man it it's it basically is life man you 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 gotta have you you pray that you can at least have one person who who can can be a mirror can tell you the truth at the same time and encourage you. Um, it, it's absolutely crucial. Oftentimes we have friends who uh, will be there for us only during the good times, but, you know, you need somebody who will be there for you <clears throat> through all seasons and and to, to be able to, as you said, to just be able to give you an encouraging word, uh, someone that you can you can sit there and, and you can cry and, and they won't judge you because you don't, you're not that pillar of strength that they thought you were or, or they know some imperfections about you, and you don't have to worry about them being judged. Understanding that all of us are are broken, and so, uh, but yeah, it, it's crucial. It's it's crucial that you have to you have to have someone uh, in your life. <clears throat> wow, that can be a blessing to you. Hey, Amen, Doc. And and man, I I just want to publicly thank you for your words of encouragement down through the years. Uh, you haven't just encouraged me, man. You've encouraged so many of those that we kept in contact with from our college days up until now. And uh, we still have those connections, man. And, uh, Doc, it, it is invaluable. Um, and so, again, Doc, uh, go, going back, and, of course, you know, this, this broadcast is to really talk about uh, that, that season of, of sufferings and sorrows in our lives. And, and we've talked personally about depression. Doc, how did you handle uh, uh, that, that season of depression? And when did you really – Realize that you were depressed. Uh, I think I began to realize I was depressed when I began to isolate myself. Uh, wow. 
uh, oftentimes we will isolate yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing when you are a Christian, a child of God, and you isolate yourself and you, you're listening to Mahalia Jackson or some uh, Richard Smallwood. But to me, man, I was turning on B.B. King and, and uh, I'm, I'm listening to, <laughs> you know. The thrill is gone, Oh, yeah, it's really uh, gone, all that stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm the gladdest night. I'm leaving on the midnight train, Georgia. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely, you know, you cut the lights off. You know, you don't want to have a conversation, conversation with anyone. And so... Uh, yeah, that was that was it was tough. It, it was tough. It was tough. You, you know, it's it, it's uh, primarily at that point of isolation, and then I'm frustration, and then you start the blame game, and you start then you get frustrated with God. You start asking God why, why me, you know that sort of thing. And so that was a little not a little different, it was a lot different than what I'm used to. And so you know, at that point you kind of have to look in the mirror and say, you know, there's something wrong here. And uh, so you got to be able to call somebody and call your Dr. Walt Towers or... Oh, man, Dr. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doc, I remember, man, when we were in college and we was going through that that cycle, man, when uh, a lot of the preachers that we were in class with and we were uh, laboring, laboring alongside was getting called to churches, man. And uh, it seemed like every other week, uh, many of those guys were getting called to pastoral assignments. And I remember, you know, uh, we having that conversation, man, what's wrong with us? Um, right. You know, it seemed like, you know, we just wasn't, and we were, we, we, we were serious about our, our, our craft. We were serious about our calling. We were serious about our ministry. I mean, we were young men. And, uh, you know, of course, I pledged, and then I remember you pledging. And uh, I think it was Alpha Phi Omega. Uh, at that time, I pledged Phi Beta Sigma. And we, we we had our college experiences, uh, but part of the the challenges that we we both endured was, uh, you know, we both started pastoring far far later in life than many of the ones that was uh, uh, that we had been called with. Of course, now you are the pastor of the St. Mary's Westland Methodist Church, and and doing a great job, man, got a great assignment, got a great ministry, great people, and God has definitely blessed you with a thriving congregation. Doc, talk a little bit about that transition, man, going from the Baptist faith uh, and, and, and going into the to the Methodist faith and, and how God facilitated uh, that in your life, even when you was going through a season of depression uh, um, on, the, on, the, on the dawn of you getting this assignment. Well, you know, it, it was, it's a situation where oftentimes uh, the Lord had to teach me in the process that uh, that he, there's more than one type of restaurant, if you will. I grew up on soul food, you know, and so every so often, man, you know, you ought to be able to try a little Greek, you know, or try a little bit of, of, of Bahamian food, Jamaican food, you know, and find that. You know, you have to increase your palate level, you know, your, your exposure. And so uh, God had taught me to begin to, you know, interact with other denominations outside the Baptist faith. And the Lord blessed me to be over at the St. Mary's Church where they were an independent Methodist church that that loved Baptist preachers. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm a witness to that, Reverend. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, man. Oftentimes the, the former the former pastors that were there before me, outside of the the, the uh, history of the church as far as the established Methodist church, uh, they have been. I think three of the oh yeah three of the four pastors that happened before me over the years have been Baptist pastors and uh, Baptist preachers. And so, you know, Lord bless me to be able to come over there. I try. I, I left there and came back and left there, and the Lord just seems that he wanted me to hang around, and, and then the Lord called me to the church. And so as the Lord had blessed me, you know, I just simply said, Lord, you know, in this process, you know, I want to, whatever I do, wherever you call me, whether it's Baptist, Methodist, uh, didn't matter. I just want to honor you and to bless you. And so to have a mindset to make sure that we honor you and all that we do, to, stay, to stand firmly upon God's word. And so through that whole transition of of the depression and in that growth process, you know, God was teaching me that I have to stand upon his word. You know, oftentimes we grew up with all these great preachers who had these big great abilities that I couldn't I couldn't hoop like Jasper Williams or I could not break it down like the A. Lewis Patterson. I had to be the best that I could be and and, and to be comfortable with that. And so Wow, um, and, and you know, stay in God's word, man, and, and make wow. that commitment. And God, God opened doors. Doc, that, that's a mighty, that's a mighty insight, man. I think so many times, Doc, we, uh, we, we can sometimes facilitate facilitate our our own cycles of depression by trying to compete rather than become, yes. becoming comfortable with who we are. And that's not just pul- pulpiteers. That's that's in any profession. Um, many right. times, you know, this world that we're living in is, is, is so competitive. I mean, it's it's everybody's competing to be the best, to get to the top, to get the most, to make the most money, to get the best recognition. And we become so competitive um, that many times we, we miss the value um, of, of, of our own uh, individuality by trying to compete with somebody else. And many times we try to become the very people we're competing against. And so uh, that that's a very powerful powerful insight, man. We talk, talk a little bit more about that. Uh, that that's very interesting insight. Yeah, I, I remember I was flying back from Los Angeles, and I was on a plane with Dr. A. Lewis Patterson, and I remember sitting next to him, and I said, Doc, I want to preach just like you. And he smiled. He says, thank you. And he simply said to me, but listen, even if you preach like me at your best, you will always be second best to me. Wow. He said, I need you to be the best that you can be. Wow. And from that from that day to this one, man, I've always I I, I use them and be inspired by how they preach, but to 